Did you know at Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store? Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, in the wake of all these things that have happened in our lifetimes since uh, the turn of the century, it's just been a lot of fear-mongering, finger-pointing, and then eventually things grow to a head to where there is a public attack. You know what I'm saying? From what happened in France to issues in England to issues pretty much everywhere. I can't just say prayers to Manchester. You know what I'm saying? I gotta pray for the world. This is not a safe time for any of us. We're not living in those days where, you know, you could just go to an event and enjoy it. Nowadays, you gotta be on high alert. Now, there's all of these code reds and code oranges. Everybody's a suspected terrorist. You know, it's just to the way that life is unbearable. But I'm, what if I told you, though, that life doesn't have to be this way? What if we actually could take the things that we fear the most, understand what they are and why they are there, but not let it weaken us. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole thing about Donald Trump. Donald Trump rode on a campaign of fear. And he got elected. And the thing is, there's also another fear and hatred that's amplified from the man. And you see, the thing is, we can't live like this. Nobody can live like this. A lot of people want this kind of stuff to happen. They don't want us to have fun. They don't want us to live it up. But I'm going to change all that starting with this episode. This episode, I'm not even going to give a damn about Donald Trump, alright? This episode, I'm going to talk about some of the important things in our life. Matter of fact, it's the weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend at that. Matter of fact, it's in honor of those who have fallen that gave their lives so that we can live ours. And if we live a shell of a life, we're not honoring the memory of those left behind. No. We're going to start now. I'm going to give you all a Saturday special, and we're going to enjoy ourselves. Let's start the show. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. While the world whizzes by, enjoy a moment of me time with Tim Horton's new $6 breakfast bundle. Savor a small hot or iced coffee, then add your choice of a mouth-watering hot breakfast sandwich and a crispy golden hash brown and your pick of a classic donut. All for six bucks, all just for you. Make your mornings all about me time with our $6 breakfast bundle. Available at your neighborhood Tim Hortons. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hey, J360 Legion, and welcome back to the J-Man Show. We are continue on with the double special I owed you for the week. Yeah, I know it was supposed to come out on Friday, but let me be honest with you, though. I didn't want to go ahead and do any deep, dark episodes this time. Matter of fact, I'm saving that for 27. Can you see all the stuff that the 45th Retrograde is doing as of late? It's all coming to a head, and I know there's something else at the end of the spectrum. So as I'm keeping an eye on that sort of scenario, that's why I'm not really doing the Trump watch this week. As a matter of fact, I pretty much have it ready. (laughs) 
and I'm still adding on to it. So 27 is going to be a heavy hitter. But for right now, though, it's Saturday. It's Memorial Day weekend. In honor of uh, the fallen, give your respects and everything else. And remember to never stop living. This should be a day where we all enjoy ourselves like any other Saturday. You know, instead of worrying about what the hell the Incompetence Inc. is doing and worrying about all sorts of other things that seem to be falling apart, you got to live each day to the fullest, okay? Stay prayed up, you know what I mean? Like, pray for the world. Hope that we all, as people, get better because no matter what happens to one side will eventually affect all of us one way or another. It's just not direct in its effectiveness, you just have to keep that in mind, too. Not a safe time, but you know what? There are things about life that is worth living. Everybody runs around here with a depressive look on their face. Yes, there are bad things. There are evil things out here. But we should maintain our hope, and we should also maintain our optimism in addition to our cynicism. You see it with me all the time, right? Like There are things I'm cynical about, but then there are things I'm optimistic about. And then there are things that I do outside of this that are enjoyment like sometimes things get a little heavy so you know i sit back and i play the power play mostly just for self-enjoyment too you know while taking you all on a journey with me as i'm playing video games or whatnot and then sometimes you know just turn off cnn and all the rest of them of course cnn is not my main source but you know sometimes you want to take a look see what's going on, on that channel then you take a look and see what happened on fox news then you take a look and see what happens at msnbc then you get a c-span and everything else like, there's so many pipelines of news, you know, and where you can go to to get your news that sometimes you get sick. Sometimes that stuff kind of bothers you. So, you know, just be like, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to watch some anime and enjoy myself. And, you know, going back and watching classic Dragon Ball is always bring a smile to my face. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the things that little Goku gets into. And then, you know, sometimes I take out the manga and I read along with what's going on on the screen and stuff. And some things are different and then some things are, you know, accurate. Because filler episodes and whatnot. And fillers never really bothered me in anime, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes the manga can run a little late or issues happen within issues. And it inspires me because I remember a long time ago I wanted to create my own manga. And, well, you know, since I'm friends with certain artists out there and they're all looking for the next big hit and I do a lot of writing around here, there are other things I got in the works, too. I need to go ahead and create me a manga sometime. That would be nice. And I know that it's a lot of work, but, you know, so what? So is building a production company. Everything takes work to it. So if you ever meet anybody out there that says this to you, like, Oh, it's just a lot of work. I can't handle it. It's just a lot of work. And I that's somebody that feels sorry for themselves, and at best, it's like this, okay, do what they do in checkers and jump over that person. You don't even have to worry about it no more. You went to them, they pretty much did the wishy-washy thing. Don't ever recruit people like that. Keep looking, is what I'm saying. The ones that you give an opportunity to, if they go ahead and they jump on it, let them jump on it. But as of today, I am just going to be chilling. I got my video games here, you know what I mean? As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to spend time with the Street Fighter universe today. Because Street Fighter is my all-time favorite fighting franchise. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and lay down the line for you. Like, I sit here and I play Alpha, and then I go all the way to Street Fighter 2. And then go from Street Fighter 2 all the way up to Street Fighter 5. And, you know, deep down the inside, Street Fighter 5 isn't that bad. But Street Fighter 5 pretty much was a misentry like any other fifth installment in fighting games. It seemed like by the time they get to the fifth installment... 
they tend to forget about player enjoyment. You know, that's just the one thing that was missing. Because, see, Soul Calibur Five. okay, they didn't want to tell the same story over and over again. Understandable. But you know that Soul Calibur got kind of weird when they had Star Wars characters in there. Not, not dissing Star Wars characters per se. It's just like, well, you see Darth Vader in there, and you're like seeing him fight against Mitsurugi. And Mitsurugi's sword could stand up to the lightsaber. Is is it, is it because of his sword being made of Cortesis Weave or something like that? You know what I mean? Is, is there a reason for that, you know? But then you realize that nothing really makes sense anymore because, like, in the PlayStation 2 era, you had three different characters in the Soul Calibur franchise. Now, for those of you out there, I'm sure you all remember Soul Calibur 2, right? Soul Calibur 2 was the best game of the series. For a lot of people. I thought it was a good game. I mean, but you know, I was one of those that had the PS2 version with Heihachi. So, I really couldn't say too much. I wanted Spawn. But then I also realized I didn't have an Xbox at the time. So, I was assed out. And then, for those of the people out there that had a GameCube. Which, sometimes I think is kind of a hit or miss for me. Because, see, I could go back and get the GameCube games. Because I still have my Wii. And I think I might do that. But I also realized that... I need to go ahead and get some peripherals for that too. Because I need to get the wave bird. I need to get the memory card and all that kind of stuff. I got to get all those things for another gaming habit to satisfy. But you see, the thing about it is, at least with those people, they were lucky. They managed to get Link. Link in Soul Calibur. And I was like, wow. <laughs> but we have Heihachi. But, you know, at least the Tekken series was at the top of their game then. So, you know, you... It was like, okay, you know, I'm just playing this for a while. Then I go play Tekken Tag Tournament, which I ought to go ahead and play today because I need on, you know, like there was a moment when my PlayStation 3 died and you see I have to replay all my PlayStation 2 games just about. So there's a blessing with that because at least now I know where I can take the Power Play series. But the thing is I have to play all those games over again. So now I got to go ahead and unlock the bowling game that is hidden inside of Tekken Tag Tournament. And that took me a lot of time the first time to do it. Yeah, you know what? You're going to get a power play episode with that. Yeah, the road to the bowling game, pretty much. That's what we'll call that scenario. Going back to my original topic, though, about, like, the fifth fighting game. It seems like the fifth fighting game is similar to, like, the second sequel in movie franchises. All bets are off, and it can be hit or miss, and at the end, everybody feels let down. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a lot of people didn't like Return of the Jedi... They love Empire Strikes Back, but they didn't like Return of the Jedi. They love Godfather 2, but they hate Godfather 3. And then, you know, you got some people who don't even mention Spider-Man 3, but they love Spider-Man 1 and 2. It's just odd. Because with Soul Calibur 5, however, yeah, they were evolving the game and branching the story out. But see, the thing about it is, Siegfried wasn't a main character anymore. And whether you like Siegfried or not, I mean, I thought he was enjoyable for what he was. But his story arc was over, okay? So then you had Sophitia's son take rank. Because Sophitia's story arc, you know, she had to end up serving, you know, the Dark Sword Soul Edge. Because, like, her daughter was possessed. Eventually, the sword had more ties to that bloodline than a little bit. So, it kind of worked out for that new character. But the thing about it is, it was too new. People were not comfortable with it, and they would not ease into it. Now, I know sometimes I, on this show, I say saving a franchise is about dealing with different people. Soul Calibur V was too damn different. Like... Certain characters that they loved were not there. They had stand-ins or, like, apprentices. And then certain movesets have changed. It was from the ground up, pretty much. It's kind of like when you play a modern Street Fighter game, there's really no challenge into using the moves anymore. 
The learning curve that was there, remember that long learning curve? You had to get your ass kicked a couple of times. More than a couple, but you had to get your ass kicked to get better at the game. See, that's gone. In modern gaming, it seems like the learning curve is not there anymore. And I've noticed that with um, Marvel vs. Capcom, because the early games, you really needed to know what you were doing, and the juggling was amazing. But you see, by the time Ultimate, or not even Ultimate, it was by the time Marvel vs. Capcom 3 came out, that whole thing changed because Capcom was catering to the casuals. They were like, oh yeah, you know, we have our hardcore fan base. We have our people that have been playing our games for quite some time. But, you know, uh, the hell with them. They, they're not going to really spend any money on this. So what we're going to have is something for the casuals. All of you people out there who really don't play games and really don't know who we are. But you do know the Marvel characters. Yeah, you can play them and you can do all sorts of juggling. You could you could do like a 20-hit combo with maybe just a two-button hit and just be repetitive about it. That's the way we play games now. And it's like, ew. <laughs> you know? Especially as for like a Capcom vet like myself. Like I'm sitting there, I remember getting my ass kicked in arcades. I remember getting my ass kicked during family functions. I had to go through the rigors to get better. Like... Playing on hard mode and seeing Bison come on and step on my head every time. That sort of scenario. I had to get better that way. Whereas modern people, go ahead, sit there, got the Hulk, hit two buttons, do an air combo like it was nothing. That's pretty much throwing them a bone right there, you know? And it got worse along with the Street Fighter cross-teching game. Like, I think it's an enjoyable game, mind you. I really do. But I also noticed that... All you gotta do is press the shoulder button, and you can do the ultimate Hadouken that Ryu can do. You just level up, use your gems in the right spot, and then you just hit that shoulder button, he can automatically do it. For those of you that went through a lot of hell to understand how to use that move as Street Fighter 4 and all of its incarnations, it's a thing of the past. I was legitimately pissed. And granted, Ryu is not the hardest character to master. Matter of fact, there's a whole term about that called Ryu Spammer, but... At the end of the day, you sit there and you're like, how the hell are you going to fault me for using a character I most identify with? And then sometimes with modern gaming, remember you spend like 60 bucks and you had a complete game? What happened to that? I like multiplayer as much as the next person. I mean, that's the only reason why I keep playing Halo and then I keep thinking about going back to Call of Duty sometimes. I remember saying before that I actually do give a damn about the story more so than that. But you know, competition varies sometimes. Like in sports games... Oh, I love it. You know, I plan on getting the next NBA 2K and the next Madden. Oh, yeah, it's going to be due time. And a racing game, yes. Definitely racing games. But when it comes like, to a game that has that story, I really want my 60 bucks to go that extra mile so I can find out what's happening. It's why I decided to skip out on Halo 5 and getting an Xbox One for a while because when I realized how long that campaign was, I was like, damn, doesn't Halo 3 have a longer campaign than this? And in the end, you get that campaign, and it doesn't tell you anything, but then they'll say, oh, you can buy our DLC. Now, I don't really gripe about DLC. I know that's the market now. I know, you know, buy the season pass, you save money and whatnot, and I know a lot of people on my team really don't agree with it. But I also know this much, like, when I paid 60 bucks, what am my 60 bucks worth? And Titanfall, for all of its greatness in it, has the same flaw. Like, that campaign wasn't as long as it needed to be. That's why I don't really play it that much. That's why I don't even use it for the Power Play series right now. But I think out of all the modern games I do have around here, and I only say modern because I don't want to say next gen, I think out of all the games that I've really been disappointed in as far as campaign-wise, 
was Destiny. Destiny was just a game that you had to keep up with, and if you were working with people who were really credible and wouldn't leave you in the middle of the game, you could actually feel your money's worth. But then the campaign, the story mode would end for the first part of it. And then you had to keep up with it with expansions, season passes, and everything else. And you're sitting there, you're like, well, damn, I'm getting like two different levels of campaigns, but the rest I have to work with people. And then as I am working with people, some jackass would cut off in there and be like, you get stuck. I'm not going to work with you anymore. Oh, I'm too powerful. I don't have to work with you. Oh, I'm just here to kill time. I'm not really being serious about this. And then, like, when you're at the startup screen and it's going through the loading as you're sitting there with your spaceship and everything else, and then the people cancel out, so you got to wait until it finds somebody else. It's like, at this point, I was like, damn, I might as well just pull the PS2 out and just sit there and play some of the old Final Fantasies that I have. That's my next mission. I don't mind doing that because whenever I buy a PS4 game, I got to wait for it to download any damn way. So it's like, yeah, okay. So instead of me sitting here looking like a jackass or walking around and all this other stuff to do, and this is without having J360 duties or my other job and everything else, you know, I can at least turn on my PS2, just sit back and chill. Be like, oh, oh, this is all right. Yeah, you know what? The graphics aren't exactly top-notch like over there, but, oh, I see I still have, like, five minutes, and it doesn't know whether to go to 80 or stay at 70 or not. And that's my problem with modern gaming. Not to mention some of the reading material that comes with it. Like, I don't like Game Informer magazine. I mean, every time, like, they ask me, would you like a subscription to Game Informer when I go to GameStop, right? I always think this, no, there's nothing in there stimulating for me and I'm not learning anything as I read it. If anything, it's more of a coaster for me or like crap to line a birdcage with. But to be real about all this sort of thing, I would like to see GamePro come back. If anything, I would like to have my own gaming magazine to be honest with you. But you see the thing about it is, magazines aren't the same way they are. A lot of them are e-zines now. And there is nothing to top GamePro magazine back in the day. That was my shit. And, and the articles were great. The editors, while under pseudonyms and everything else, you understood what they cared about. And they wouldn't bring their personal lives and their personal feelings into the articles every time. Like modern media does, like nowadays. You're hearing about what they feel, how they care about it, and all that kind of stuff. It's like deep down the inside, I'm like, look, asshole, I have an opinion, you have an opinion. That's nice, but I want to know about this game or this new technology that's coming out. I don't care about how you feel about it. That's good on you. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting the news that you came in for, but you're going to hear my opinion first, right? That's the only problem with this, this modern media sometimes. And then everything moves too fast. Like, you take a look over at VR and everything else. Like, I know that's the next generation, but do they have to cram it down our throats, really? It seems like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like when Sega would always bring out new stuff, but they wouldn't maintain it. When you bring out new things and new items as extensions to the product that you're selling, which you should, you gotta maintain it. Give people their money's worth. Don't just churn this stuff out, not give a damn about it, and then if it doesn't work the first time, he, oh, here comes a negative backlash. And they'll be like, we have a patch to take care of all of the problems. And you know the patch is going to make it worse in some shape or form. Because that has happened. You're always sitting there like, gee, why did I buy this thing in the first place? But I will say this about PlayStation VR, though. At least it has given me a reason to keep the uh, PlayStation Move wand I have around here. At least it has that sort of scenario because for a while there, I didn't even know what the hell I was going to do with the thing. Because when I bought my second PlayStation 3, 
I was like, whoa, wh wh what am I supposed to do with this now? I mean, I'm not buying House of the Dead shooting zombies and everything else, which will happen eventually. But, see, the thing is, I'm not doing that right off. I don't really have any games for the thing other than Sports Champions. And Sports Champions, at best, felt like a beta. So, and as I see the PlayStation 4 that I have here, and I'm like, okay, is this going to work with this eventually? And luckily, the peripherals there for me to do such a thing. But, you know, it's just like for a while there, I didn't even know what the hell that, that this thing was here for. You understand what I'm saying? And to make matters even crazier, it's just like, I want my money's worth when I deal with modern gaming. But, you know, going back to retro gaming, though, I got all the time I need. As a matter of fact, I think I can complete, like, what? Five seasons of the power play with what I have here? And that's just a fraction of the most of the things that I do have. And I know I'm mentioning the power play and gaming a lot on this episode. But you see, the thing is, that shit is still being developed right now. And currently, that's part of my workload as I go through this. And I apologize to those of you that didn't get your Tuesday episode. You won't get your Tuesday episode next week either. As a matter of fact, um, I'm still working on ironing out things and putting together graphics for a stronger stream presentation. So you got things coming that is worth the wait. Not to mention writing these movies and stuff. It's just a lot of workload, but I don't feel bad about it because you know why? Because if you want to be top-notch and if you want to be big in this world, you got to want to do the work. And the problem is we got a lot of people that get nothing but handouts, want praise for things that they're supposed to do. It's just like morals and ethics have changed so much. And the thing is, is now that all that stuff is starting to catch up with them, now it's a problem. You see what I'm saying? The problem been there. But now it's a problem. I don't know about this world sometimes, but I do know this. Pray for it and enjoy it. Now, while we had random things mentioned in this episode, they all deal with one unique premise. Deals with time. You ever wake up on Saturday mornings and notice that something is missing? And no, I'm not talking about credible news. And I'm not talking about, you know, a competent president in our lives. And I'm not talking about people that are actually enjoying Saturday morning. I mean, you'll find them now and again. But what's really missing, and maybe it's because I'm old, but Saturday morning cartoons. Remember back in the day, you used to have a Saturday morning block. You used to have CBS had one, ABC had one. Everybody had one. Saturday morning belonged to the kids. And th this is even before Cartoon Network and during Cartoon Network. You had all these things. And they were enjoyable. Like, you had all the new stuff on those other networks. But then for, like, Cartoon Network, if you wanted to watch old school stuff, it was there for you. And you see, as an uh, animation buff like myself, I love looking at all those things. I love looking at past Saturday morning cartoons. And I love looking at modern Saturday morning cartoons. Now, I'm not going to say which one's better and which one's worse and all that kind of shit. No, that, that's something y'all can do on your own time and look up at on fandom.com. The hell with that. No. Because different eras, different generations, let everybody have their moment. This is their time to enjoy that kind of stuff. But it seems like a lot of kids are just, they don't get to have as much fun like looking at that stuff like we did. Like, they can go on YouTube, yes. They can go on all those apps. They can do all that. Whatever. What I'm saying is, it's like those networks, that those basic networks, they had those things. Certain things like Sonic the Hedgehog in the morning. Sad AM was great. It was depressing in some areas and a little bit more dramatic than Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, but it was still a damn good show. And then like, 
the finale that led up to it when they finally liberated Mobius from Dr. Robotnik's rule. And then you saw that thing at the end with the red eyes and shit. And you're like, ooh, who the hell is this? Is that Metal Sonic or, geez, what, what's going on? And they never resolved it. It was like one of those things where you're like, you know, you're mad because it was never resolved. But you got to enjoy a great series during its heyday. And then you made room for the next show to come in. Which could have been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. It could have been, you know, Batman the Animated Series, the newest episode that was coming out. Or the newest Superman. It it could have been anything. And then, like, when you had Spider-Man come on. And then you had an X-Men rerun come on at the end of that. I think what was really underrated for one of the Saturday morning cartoons that I used to watch was the Silver Surfer show. You know, it was a little bit more mature in areas, like, it was one of them cartoons that came on and really made you think about things, like where the Silver Surfer's pathway was in the world, and it was more of his story rather than him being a feature player like he is in the comics, because he doesn't really get that long of a title run, you know what I'm saying? And we mostly know him from his time dealing with the Fantastic Four, which by the way, Fox, give those rights back. I'm not going to let that go. I'm just never going to let that go. But, going back into what I was saying, you got to deal with Cosmic Marvel a little bit more closer because you got to see like him facing off against Thanos, you got to see him, I think he dealt with Ego a couple of times, and of course, you know, his um, coexistence with Galactus. Like, that whole scenario played out so well, but certain storylines didn't get resolved in 13 episodes, and then it was finally cut apart. But that's in due to Marvel's bankruptcy. Because Marvel had a lot of money problems in the 90s, believe it or not. So, like, if you ever take a look at the Iron Man show and you're like, oh, man, this is fucking corny. But then you take a look at season two Iron Man and you're like, wow, this is the Iron Man I wanted to see. Be thankful because we almost didn't get that series either. And then you take a look at the Fantastic Four series and you talk about how corny that was. But, you know, actually... I didn't really get to see so much of the animated Fantastic Four series as much as I'd like. So if I ever take the chance, and you know what, while I'm here, let me go ahead and put that in my wish list because I need to go ahead and buy that. But you know, it's just amazing how like things that were so beneficial for all of us. Of course, we had MTV with music video back in the day too. So when you miss certain things, you know, all these modern kids out there, you all got your apps and everything else. But back in the day, we had a set block every week of animated shows that kept us laughing and enjoying ourselves. Some that weren't even made for us. You know, like Animaniacs. Animaniacs had so many damn references in it for, like, things of the past for, like, adults to enjoy and things that flew over our head. It was amazing that they managed to last as long as they did, not to mention Pinky and the Brain spinning off into their own shows. And and now that I think about it, even Tiny Toons got away with a lot of wild stuff as well. See, it's just things like that we need to have. And in some cases, you know, you're probably out there listening to me and like saying, well, you know, we we, we have boo boo boo, we have boo boo boo, we have boo boo. I I know. What I'm saying is, is that it would be nice if they experience it too. You know, looking back at the past, seeing so many things that we have, and then looking to the future to see what everybody's complaining, griping, bitching, and moaning about. And it's like, you know, we could do these things. Granted, the digital revolution has happened, and a lot of markets have dried up due to it. But see, the thing about it is, is that we are sitting on a gold mine. We're over here worrying about all these other things. We could go ahead and use our art and our creative ability to go ahead and take all this stuff that's happening now and make great content from it. We can make caricatures, parodies, satires, 
and all sorts of things. Like, I know a lot of y'all don't want to trigger people, but here's the thing. They're already offended if they're looking to be offended. You understand what I'm saying? People are full of shit sometimes, but you got to understand this. There are a bunch of people out there who know that it's comedy, who know that you're telling a story, who know that what you represent as you appear. You understand what I'm saying? If you are a struggling artist or a performer out there who's still trying to find your way in the world, you, let me tell you all this, okay? I've already told you that perfectionists don't do shit. They don't solve anything. They waste everybody's time. Well, here's another thing. Stop trying to please everybody. You cannot please everybody. And you'll know the people that want to hurt you with your craft. And they want to go ahead and they want to shut you down. Don't let them. Find somebody else. Go ahead and keep looking for other people that will help you. Because be thankful that you met this asshole in the first place. Because at that point you find out their true colors and you leave of your own volition. You'll never have to work with them again, and you'll know exactly what kind of person that they are. Because sometimes people's personality can exist in other people, and all the familiarity will show. So you don't have to necessarily hold yourself back as you try to make it in this crazy-ass timeline we're in. You see, the thing is, everybody wants to please everybody. Everybody wants to be liked by everybody. Everybody wants to be top dog. Like I said in the last episode, you're going to have to step on eggshells. You're going to have to make lemonade. You're going to have to just be like, you know what? I'm moving on. And keep in mind, for those that have to keep talking about the problems in their lives and all that kind of stuff and aren't brave about it, but they have to keep holding on to that crutch all the time, know when to get away from that. Because, see, those are people that have those lingering fears and they hold on to them and they try to project them onto other people. And it'll lead you right to Bullshitville. Bullshitville is not going to help you in the long run. By the way, shouts out to S. Anthony Thomas for that little term. But yeah, you go right to Bullshitville with them, and you realize that you weren't really a willing participant. They were just unloading their crap on you to drag you down because you're a rising star. You never know how good you are until you're by yourself, and then you realize that you have no other option. You might as well perform and go where you need to go. And if they're upset about it, and if they're always depressed, fuck, let them be depressed. Let them be all uptight and upset because you know why? They had talent too, but they wasted it. They wasted it by just going ahead and cementing it down and going into what is plaguing all of us now because we're all sitting there clutching our last dollar and worrying about, I don't want to spin it. I don't want to spin it at all. I got to hold on to it. This is my money. Back the hell up. Back the hell up. But I guarantee this much, you spent all that other money on all that other superficial shit that you don't need, right? And then a lot of people, they sit there and they complain about that they don't have enough time to do their art. Now I get it. Sometimes jobs are not agreeable. But, you know, do what I do. Find time to actually put together the content. Or at least layouts. Like, find ways of getting things done. It's like, you know what? I got tired of delaying the show. Even though sometimes I do it on purpose just to gather more news. But there are times, like, where I don't have enough time to even get the show together. But I do it in spades. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all can do it too. You just have to plan your shot and go ahead and go for it so you can have that cohesion together and you're able to make it happen. Somehow I got lucky today to do it. But you see, the point is, if you are so adamant about doing a project or doing any sort of artistry around here, like what I just told y'all about Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that, I always wanted to do one. In addition to comics, manga, anything dealing with media this is stuff that i always wanted to do 
But you know what? I also found, like, back in the past, I used to always put a roadblock in my way to stop me from doing it. Oh, you know, like, sometimes, oh, that episode is not as good as this episode. Oh, that that's not as good as this premiere. I'm about due for a bad performance anyway. This is how I think now. I'm due for a bad performance, but at least I got a performance in. I'd rather make a lifetime of bad movies than none at all. I'd rather go ahead and run this show into the ground, which by the way isn't gonna happen because I'm damn good at it. I'd rather run any show into the ground than to do none at all. It'd be like with the Cyclone series. You know, the Cyclone series, I actually hated that series at one time. Yeah, I'm confident enough to tell you that I actually hated that series at one time. I had more creator backlash against that series that I actually disowned it throughout all of 2016. If anybody asked me about the Cyclone, I was like, I don't know. But you see, the thing about it is, I fell back in love with it because I started writing it again. And I started making time to do so. You see, but with all this wild stuff going on and that crazy ass Donald Trump, you gotta realize this. Time is the most important commodity you have next to money. Money you can always get, but time that you use and time that you complain about, you're never gonna get it back. So if you don't take your time to make your art happen, even if it fucking sucks, your prototype might suck anyway. But at least you have something there that you can go ahead and you can rebuild if you allow yourself to rebuild and allow yourself to create it. And sure, you're only as good as your last show. Like, this could be the worst episode of the series, but still, at least I got it in. For those of you that are holding yourselves back, remember, you're holding yourself back. And if somebody that you had loses faith in you, or that person that wanted to sabotage you from the beginning is laughing at you, it's because you fell into their trap. But here's the beautiful part. You can rebound and bounce your way out of that trap if you allow yourself to do so. But you see, some people don't take the time to do that. And what with all this negative speech and naysaying and projecting of fear and all this crap, you'll find that it's hard for you to do so. <laughs> like I said before, I'm glad that certain people have either A, walked out of my life, or B, I threw them out. Because now I can get a lot done. Now I can finally do my work. You understand what I'm saying? Because some people are, exist just to waste your time. But also, some people exist to test you to make you realize that you don't need them. You need yourself, your ingenuity, and you need the lesson you learn from that to inspire you to create as many different pieces of art as possible. I got a lot of things in the works. And the thing is, I will thank them for teaching me the lesson, but I will also say they can kiss my ass because I'm still doing what I got to do. Matter of fact, anytime you see the J360 logo fly up or hear the announcer say J360 Radio, that's me giving them a fuck you because a lot of people have told me that this wasn't going to work out, but I believed in it. So for any of you people out there that are still trying to do what you need to do and you got an overbearing so-and-so, might be your parents, might be family members that take care of you, might be all that kind of stuff, maybe they're right in a way, maybe there's no safety, but then again, you're going to have to realize there's really no safety at all anymore. Everything is in a state of flux now. Take the time to go ahead and make your art. Make it bit by bit, make it piece by piece, whatever. Do what you need to do to strategize and plan it out so that you can go ahead and make something that later generations will look into and be like, oh my God, that is awesome. I really love the comic he made. I really love the work that he did. And you never know, like, and I'm not saying this just as, as a man inspiring young men out there. I'm saying this as a man inspiring young people. The future is female too, but not only that, you gotta realize we're all in this together. No time to be judgmental about our genders and crap. We're all in this. And that even includes all of you trans and gays out there. Every single one of us are all surrounded in this 
We have to work together. I don't care about what you do in your privacy. But you see, a long time ago, things have died to where things that were private aren't private anymore. And I'm not talking about your preferences and your choices and how you live your lives and stuff. But if you're running around gallivanting and flaunting, there's going to be somebody to answer you about that. And if you don't care, you wouldn't feed into it. Be about you. As long as it don't stop you from coming into work. I don't care if you work for me or not. I don't care if you are trans and working for me. I'll be like this. You know what? Hey, great job you did on that report. That's what I would be like. And I would put you in front of camera. I wouldn't care. You see what I'm saying? Because that's how you do it. That's how you transcend. That's how you not give a damn. You understand what I'm saying? And then people go back to religion about that stuff. But you know, that's a whole different episode. That's something that we're going to have to look into at another time. But what I'm saying is, it's like, by looking at the past and looking at where we are in our present, and then the future is scary. But you see, a lot of people are scared. And I think that is what Donald Trump is banking on. Matter of fact, I think that's what all of Incompetent Inc. is banking on, that we're all afraid. We don't know where we're going to be. We are all uncertain about something. But I'm going to tell you this much. Even when I was uncertain about things for J360 Radio, which is a part of J360 Productions anyway, I saw the future of it. I saw the future of it not too long ago while preparing 26. I'm on to something here. Just like all of you out there. You're all on to something. You're not going to get paid with it right off. No, but if you keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it, the money will come. And then at that point, it won't even be work to you. Some of y'all sit there, complain about your entry-level job or your shitty job or your retail job and all that kind of stuff. I get that. Retail jobs suck ass, I know. You'll never get a break in retail. Not, not like anything else. But I have some good friends that make great podcasts. One's called the M Retail Slave and the other one is called the Ranty Bastard. And they have a lot of great advice for you to keep going so you can make it through this. And the thing is, you got to be thankful of your shitty job because people get a lot more shittier as you get older. Keep that in mind. So the thing is, you'll know how to deal with shitty people. You'll know the right people to tend to, and you'll know the right people to talk to. But you also need to be aware of these shitty motherfuckers. They're never going to go anywhere. They're going to be there. But what can you do about it? You see what I'm saying? And you can't bury yourself and think that it's just going to go away. They're going to find other ways to get to you. Just like me making this episode. Be inspired and go for what you want, is what I'm saying. Like, this whole episode seemed like it kind of flip-flopped everywhere. I don't know. But I also know this. We all deserve better than what we waste our time doing. A lot of us waste our time worrying about things we have no control over. You have control over yourself. It's just like what I told somebody before. I was like, what, you want control over everything? And he was a control freak. He didn't know exactly what barriers not to cross. So needless to say... I put the lines down. I said, you want to control something, control your fucking self. Control your attitude. Go work on you. To hell with you imposing on my stuff because I keep creating. You see what I'm saying? And as you are a creative, which will probably go into another episode, you're going to have imitators. You're going to have people that lie and imitate you. That's It's just life. They do that shit. But you see, things are, people get exposed. And when people get exposed and they go for a fall, you're the one that kept working. And in the end, if you're such a trendsetter, you wouldn't worry about who's stealing your art and stuff like that. You pretty much know that they did. And you see your fans, however, they already know because they'll be like, oh my God, yeah, you stole that. Oh yeah, you, you, you didn't create that. You didn't perfect that like anything. All you got to do for those of you out there 
who are down and out, who think that you're never going to make it, the road's going to get a lot tougher. But fortunately, you're tough too. You have the tenacity to make it. Use your time wisely and stop worrying about these ignorant fuckbags. Yes, that is for lack of a better term. Like I said on the power play, I'm working on myself. And I'm not exactly all together with being child friendly. I'm working on it though. I'm going to get my G-rated show sometime. <laughs> It'll happen someday. But what I'm going to say is, is this. Just, just give yourself a fighting chance because the world's not going to give it to you. Life doesn't suck. It's how you live it. There's people in life that suck, but they suck for themselves. And if you're going to go ahead and allow yourself to be marinated like a turkey for them, well, they've already won. You are looking and seeing every time you watch a news network or you read a publication or whatever, you're taking a look at the biggest con man out of a thousand who somehow wormed his way to become president. And you're seeing all of his con men friends sitting right there finding new ways to try to twist and mess up our structure. But that's going to be solved in episode 27. Time is very important because we're all going to die someday. That's why you want to live to the fullest every day. That being said, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for enjoying another J-Man double special. And, of course, there's going to be many more of them as we get to where we need to get to. But it always is a pleasure to go ahead and do a J360 show for you all. All right? So this is Jay signing off. Take care. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.